have you been wondering where is it that you're going to find all these deals that you need to make a consistent revenue every single month in real estate? I mean, what list, uh, what properties, what areas of town? Well, that's exactly what I'm doing in this video. I'm going to show you how to find the right areas to be marketing, especially if you're choosing to drive for dollars, you want to make sure you're driving the right neighborhoods, right? You want to be sure you're looking for the right houses. So when you compile the list, you spend all that time, you do the marketing, you're not wasting money going after deals that you probably shouldn't be going after in neighborhoods that nobody wants a property in. So I'm going to share with you everything that we look at, everything that you should look at, how to look at the neighborhoods, how to understand, you know, where the market is going so you can stay ahead of the curve, ahead of your competition and make sure you're always generating the deals that bring you that money. So with that being said, let's get into this show. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. This is John Barbera with an investor's journey, bringing you real tips and strategies that we use every single day to build and grow our real estate investment company. In this channel, you're going to get real videos of strategies that we use like this video right here. So if you're getting value, make sure you hit that thumbs up because it means a lot to us. Now, this video is going to be part of a series that we're doing on driving for dollars in San Antonio for 2021. This is also applicable to pretty much any real estate market. Anytime you do research, the fundamentals are still the fundamentals and that's what we make sure to teach you. So regardless of what neighborhood, what city state you're in, you're going to be able to implement these same strategies and they will work for you there. So as we keep releasing more and more of these videos in this series, make sure you hit that subscribe and hit that bell notification. So you get notified every time a video drops, cause that's the way you're going to stay ahead of the competition. If you, if you're not absorbing this data as soon as it drops, then you're missing out. Now make sure you stick around to the end as I'm going to share with you how it is that you can join us on a ride along next time we go drive for neighborhoods and drive for dollars. So you can see what it is that we look for, ask any questions you want. Um, you'll be able to see firsthand how it is that we drive for dollars and build our lists. So when you've decided to actually start marketing and you're saying, Hey, I want to start generating my leads start generating my own deals because profit margins are much bigger. Uh, it's much better way to go. There are two main data points that you need to focus on when you're doing your research to understand which are the neighborhoods that you need to be marketing to. So data point number one is you need to determine out of the area that you're looking to target, let's say the city that you're looking to target, which are the hottest zip codes in that city. So this is going to be something that is going to show you the hottest zip codes means where the lowest months of inventory. So when you're pulling data, you want to look for months of inventory. 
The lowest months of inventory means that there's a high demand for that area. That means that every time a house goes up, it gets sold instantly. So that's a hot area. That's a hot zip code. You want to know this. This is actually going to show you with time what the trend of that city is. Are people starting to gravitate into the city core or away from the city core? Are we seeing that the hot zip codes were the city core and then all of a sudden the hot ones are starting to be a little further out? That's going to be great data for you to understand. Or is it going vice versa, right? Maybe the hot zip codes were on the exterior and now it's moving in closer to the city core. All of this is going to help you in understanding, okay, should I be in this side of town or that side of town? When everybody always asks me, what side of town should I be marketing in? You need to be pulling this data. This is exactly where you determine that. Point number two, which are the hottest price points in your city? So just much like the hottest zip codes, the hottest price points is going to help you determine what are the price points that people are interested in. Because one thing you're going to notice is just because you got the hottest zip code, there are bad areas within a hot zip code, just as well as there are good areas in a bad zip code. And what's going to determine the bad and the good areas is actually the price point. So if you target a hot zip code, and a hot price point, now you have yourself deals that are gonna fly off the shelf as soon as you get them. And whether you're keeping them yourself as a flip or maybe a rental, or whether you're wholesaling them, they're gonna fly off the shelf instantly. As soon as you get them, they're gone because those are the areas and the price points that people want. So when you're looking at it, even as rentals, even if you are a buy and hold investor, you're looking for those hot price points for rent in those cities. Because it's the same thing. When you see, when you hit those, you're hitting the masses. You're increasing your chances of making good money, fast, dependable every time you get a deal. Now, how, how is it that you find this data? Very simply, look, a lot of brokerages actually put out this data for free in their markets. So wherever you are, whatever market city you're in, you can definitely just go online, go on Google anywhere and just type in uh, real estate market research reports for San Antonio, for, you know, Phoenix, wherever the hell you live, you can put in that and it will give you different areas. You can also search for the biggest brokers in your city, you know, Keller Williams, Remax, whoever they are. A lot of these brokers are always putting out that data and they put them out for free because they're looking to get, you know, people interested and stuff like that. So you can look those up. Uh, another avenue that you can find this data is forums. Go on real estate forums online. You know, Bigger Pockets is a very big one. Go on to real estate forums online. Uh, go to Bigger Pockets. Uh, search on trend alerts. Search for your city. This way, you pull up your city and you can look for people, investors in your city. And you can just go on there and just ask the question Hey, do you guys know where I can get some market data for this city? Where can I pull it up? If, a lot of real estate investors that are good at their business, they're going to tell you exactly where they go because you need to know where to market. So they're going to tell you, hey, I love this report from this company or from this broker or from this person, whoever it is, right? They're going to tell you exactly who to go to, as well as uh, Facebook groups. Go to Facebook groups, join specific groups to your city that you're marketing in, that you're looking to target and ask the same questions. 
who, you know, where can I get these reports? Where can I get the market data? And the same people are going to reach out to you. They're going to tell you, go to this broker, go here, go there. It's not hard. All right. But it will require a little bit of work. And like I said, if there's ever anything that requires work, that means less competition because the majority of the people that get into real estate are getting in for the fast, easy bucks. And when you are in it for the long haul and to build a real business, you have a huge advantage by putting in the work. And if you're in the Texas and San Antonio area, then there's great news. You just check out our market updates. We do these monthly. Uh, we put out everything that we look at in this. It's all the same data that I'm telling you to look at because those are the things that we look at to figure out which neighborhoods we want to market, which neighborhoods we want to target. You understand? So check out our market report. It goes out monthly. And every quarter, we actually started dropping the market update for all of Texas. So we includes Austin, Dallas, Houston, and the full report for San Antonio. So make sure you join it and you can text market the word market to 210-794-9898 and you receive a text every time the market update goes out. So if you're in San Antonio, this is gold. The things that we put together are strictly for investors, for people that are looking to understand where to market, where to be. So make sure you check out our market updates. So now you've pulled the data together, right? You've checked it out. You, you understand everything. Hey, here are the hottest zip codes. Here are the hottest price points. Now you start combining everything, all right? So now you start seeing, okay, out of the hottest zip codes, which neighborhoods fit the hottest price points? Which neighborhoods have houses that are selling within this hottest price points? And the hottest price points could be a range, right? And what determines that, again, is months of inventory. So what is a hot price point is whichever price points have the lowest months of inventory. Those are prices that move faster. And it could be a range between, let's say, you know, 150 to 250 or 200 to 300 or, you know, it depends on your market. So you got to understand that. But once you figure that out, what the hot price points are now within those hot zip codes, you can start kind of saying, OK, this neighborhood fits it, this neighborhood and you start targeting. So here's a quick tip for you. When you're looking at hot zip codes, there's a lot of chances that you have a lot of competition in those hot zip codes. Try to look for bleed over areas. So what do I mean by that is that or even within the same zip codes, different neighborhoods, is that you may have a really hot zip code and it's so saturated, low in months of inventory and everything. That means that people really want to be there. So because people want to be there, they will settle for being as close to that zip code as possible. So just because that zip code is red hot and the one next to it isn't, that doesn't mean that it won't be. So look at that proximity. If in that zip code, right next to the hot zip code, they have those hot price points that you're looking at, that could be another area that you can market to that other people are not marketing to yet because they're only looking at the hot zip codes. Another piece of uh, research that you want to do while you're pulling this data, while you're figuring out which are the neighborhoods, go, you can do this. It's always better to do all of this on the MLS because it's more accurate data. But it's fine if you don't have it. Go to Zillow, Redfin. It really doesn't matter for this next step, which is go on there and look for houses that are selling for the type of the, that price point. The houses that are selling for the top of that price point are usually rehabbed houses, right? Updated homes. So you want to look at them and you want to look through the pictures to see what does an updated home look like? 
what does it look like? Is it a home that's just maybe the homes that are selling for the highest price point in that area are just clean or are they fully updated? And you're talking about maybe, you know, you can tell that it has central AC, new windows, uh, you know, it has beautiful curb appeal. It has, you know, granite counters, updated kitchens, updated bathrooms, great features inside, whatever it is, you want to determine that you want to figure that out because when you go drive for dollars, you want to see which houses are very far from hitting that quality. And then the number three thing that you want to use is you want to do that same research and look at the houses that actually need that level of work that are being listed right now that need that level of work to get it to that value and see what they are selling for. Because that's going to give you a good baseline on seeing, okay, well, these houses are selling for, you know, 50 grand less than what these fixed up homes are. And they're in this type of condition. Okay. So it gives you a better understanding of like, that's the price point these people are targeting. That's the quality of these houses. So if I see something even worse than that, then, you know, you probably got a hell of a deal there. So you want to make sure you determine those. And it gives you a very good understanding of what the neighborhood looks like. And like I said, we are going to be doing videos on a ride along with us on how it is that we look at these houses, you know, in the moment, what we compare, what we look at all the little small details that actually make a huge difference. So make sure you stick around for that one. Hey podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you want to get very exclusive insider tips and strategies that nobody else is getting, then you need to join our text community by texting podcast to 210-794-9898. That's 210-794-9898. Text the word podcast and you will start receiving insider information, things that are happening that we're realizing that we're implementing in real time that other people have no access to. So make sure you text us now. Now back to this show. So now you've done the research and you know how to use the research. Now you need to start preparing for the actual drive. So what does this mean? One, how will you track this drive? Now, what do I mean by tracking this drive? Well, once you get into a neighborhood, how are you tracking the streets that you're literally driving? Cause it's very easy. Most neighborhoods are not perfectly square where each street just goes in a perfect zigzag format that you can just go in up one, down the other, up one, down the other, and you hit the whole neighborhood. A lot of neighborhoods, they're very oddly shaped. You have little dead end streets. You have little nooks in one area of the neighborhood. And if you are not tracking your drive correctly, you can miss out on a whole section of a neighborhood. This comes from experience. So what you want to make sure is that you are tracking this the right way. Now you have a free option or you have paid option, a free option is you can use a, a, a printout. So we go to Google, we go to Google maps, we search the area that we want, we find the neighborhood, and then we pretty much take a screenshot of that neighborhood. Now with that screenshot, we go ahead and print the screenshot and we'll have a sheet with us that we take and it's the printout of the neighborhood and we take a highlighter. So as we're driving, we drive one street, we highlight it. We drive another, we highlight it. We drive another, we highlight it. <laughs> I think you get the point. Um, and what ends up happening is after a while you start seeing, oh, you know, I missed this little street right in the middle. I completely forgot. I thought I was going to hit it on the way back. I didn't. So 
you can go back and hit those streets. I'm telling you, I've missed a whole section of the neighborhood because of the way the neighborhood flowed. I actually had to kind of go around another street. And because of how I kept going, I completely missed that whole section. And that was like almost a couple hundred properties in, in that little section of the neighborhood. So you want to make sure you're tracking it. And then the paid version is you have apps. You have apps like PropStream. Uh, I've heard of Deal Machine. You have a bunch of other Land Glide. You have other apps that you can use that tracks, you know, where you're driving and all of these things. And I'm going to actually do a whole video on how I use PropStream um, to track our drive and how it is that we use it and how it maps everything that you do. But you have a paid version. You have a free version. It's up to you which one you use. The next thing you want to prep for is what day and time are you going to go driving for dollars? So why does this matter? You're, you're probably thinking like, what the hell is, what's the difference, right? I personally like driving on the weekends. It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday, what? It's Friday then, it's Friday, Sunday, what? It's Friday again, it's Friday, Especially like weekend, like Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings. I like driving on the weekends because there's a higher likelihood that everybody's going to be home. This is going to help me under, help me determine and find vacant houses much easier. You, yes, you can drive during the week at like 9 a.m. in the morning once everybody's gone to work, right? The problem is like, you know, <laughs> every house potentially looks vacant at that moment. So by driving on the weekends and driving early in the morning before people start going to, you know, either games or church or wherever they go, you drive early, every car is in the parking lot, everybody's home, you know, so that's when you want to be driving. You want to make sure you're increasing your chances of determining, like, if you see a house that looks distressed and it's a weekend and there's no cars, it doesn't look like, you know, anybody's there, chances are that house is vacant. There's a much better chance of you knowing this. So you want to make sure you schedule that and you plan that out. Point number three, you want to make sure you schedule the amount of time that you can allow to do this. And why is this important is because so many people severely underestimate how long it takes to actually drive a neighborhood. All right. It takes quite some time, depending on the size of the neighborhood. It can take you anywhere from at least an hour and a half to over three hours to drive a neighborhood to drive it correctly. As you get more experience in driving for dollars, you'll be able to speed that up. But at the beginning, it takes you time because you're driving really slow. You're looking at the properties, you're writing them down. It, it takes time to do all of this. All right. So you want to make sure that you're allowing yourself the right amount of time, because if you just give yourself, you know, I've heard people, it's like, yeah, I have a half an hour. I'm gonna go drive for dollars. Like, well, you, you know, if that's all you got, that's all you got. But in a half an hour, you're not going to get much done. So make sure you schedule at least a good hour or two, depending on the size of the neighborhood, for you to drive that full neighborhood and do it correctly. Number four, pack snacks and water. All right. Again, it could take a couple hours. You are getting into the summer months. You know, you get hot, you get hungry, you get peckish, you get thirsty. You don't want to be wasting time having to go find a gas station or something, you know, or try to start rushing because you're hungry. You get, you know... I get a little hangry. Savage! I'm a savage! Oh! I'm a savage! Whatever I want, I'm going to get! Whatever I want, I have to get! 
Um, so <laughs> you want to make sure you take some snacks with you, some water, be good to go. So then that way you can drive and you, you have your energy levels up and you can really dedicate your time and attention to doing this correctly. And last but not least, make sure you go potty. <laughs> you don't want to leave the house and five minutes in, now you're looking for a gas station. All right, go use the restroom. Stupid little thing, but it's, it, it makes all the difference. The more you're stopping while you're doing this, the more momentum you lose. And trust me, this is, it is tedious. Uh, not many people like doing it. So it's something that you got to keep in mind. So most think that when you're driving for dollars, that the only thing you need to write down are the highly distressed homes. That is not the case at all. The highly distressed homes is what everybody's writing down. These are the houses that have the tarps on the roof, overgrown grass, you know, obvious signs of distress. Everybody's writing those down. You want to write down the ones that actually show signs of distress that are not so obvious. And that's exactly what we're going to cover in the next video, which is an actual ride along that I did and recorded every single house of why I will write it down. What am I looking at? What are the signs that are just not so obvious? So make sure you stick around and you hit that bell for the next video. And if you're in the San Antonio area and you want to join me on my next ride along, then text ride along to 210-794-9898. And the next time I go drive a neighborhood, I will text you, let you know you can meet me, join me for the ride along, and you can ask all the questions. We can go over everything I'll point out, and you can even keep that list that we market to that, that drive along. You're going to be able to keep that list yourself and market to it as you see fit. So if you want to join us on the next ride along text, right along to 210-794-9898. And for more training on how to take deal down and negotiation and everything like that, check out this video up here and then check out the whole series that we have on driving for dollars in San Antonio. So with that being said, I'll catch you guys on the next one.